everyone. Welcome to Adoption Adventures. Looks like it's shaping up to be another beautiful week. Sun is shining right now, despite the fact that it was raining earlier. But you know what? I feel positive. I feel positive because this week I am back, back in a training room, in an actual physical room with three-dimensional people uh, delivering three-day prep, and I am super excited. I uh, I think online training is great. Um, I think what agencies have done to make that work has been incredible. But for me, nothing beats being in in person and and being able to sort of. I think for me, it's the engagement. You know, it's online. I found that there's been a lot of times when you've been talking and discussing certain things and you kind of reach a point where your participants are almost listening and perhaps feel like they're not allowed to interrupt because on on an online session it's it's not impossible to do so so i've always found that in person you can you can get some positive interruptions and positive interactions um, and you you build it from each other. So do you know what? Whatever the weather does, I am super excited, super duper excited. Um, so today's episode is going to be about matching panel. Now, I was out for a nice walk and a picnic yesterday. Uh, Shadow and I took a little uh, detour and just had a nice little walk. She asked me if we could take a a quick selfie, which we did. And I said there that we were thinking about what to do on today's episode. And Sandra got in touch and said, well, I need to hear about matching. Um, Now, Sandra let us know that she she likes to listen to us whilst out walking her dog. So Sandra, I hope you're having a really nice walk. I hope at whatever time of the day it is, it's a lovely, lovely uh, sort of weather out. And if it's not, I hope you're wrapped up warm. Um, So on to today's episode, matching panel. So those of you that have not necessarily um, listened to all the episodes in order or necessarily listened to all of them, a while back, we spoke to Scott from the Adoption and Fostering podcast. Um, he actually sits on panel. Um, so we caught up with him and talked to him about what life was like on that side of panel um, and what sort of things to expect and to anticipate. But I think at that panel, at that sort of episode, we kind of focused heavily on approval panel. What sort of things that you might be asked how to dress, how to feel comfortable, how to relax, all all things like that. Um, We're now going to move on to what it's like to actually physically be in the shoes of an adopter going to panel for the match. Um, Now, as as I've said a number of times in the past, I can only tell you my experiences. I can only share with you the experiences that I have seen personally or heard of personally. Some agencies may operate in a different way. Um, Some may need some sort of alterations. Um, That being said as well, so many caveats before starting. 
there's also the understanding that when we had our panel, it was in person, and a lot of panels are virtual at the moment. Um, in fact, I, I imagine all panels are virtual at the moment. So there's going to be some changes and some alterations. But for us, whilst we were going through our assessment process, we were being simultaneously um, sort of having our assessment done, but also being matched with Little Dude. Now, what's important there is, whilst that was happening, um, something that's really, really crucial is, even though we were being simultaneously approved and matched, there was at no, well, certainly in the early days, Little Dude's profile was not being taken off. Um, so they were still searching for families. We had to know that he was still available because social services and adoption agencies, they are a child-centred um, provision. So that has to be the priority. So we knew whilst we were being sort of going through the process to be linked with Little Dude, we knew that there was a chance Granted, it was it, it got slimmer and slimmer with each sort of passing um, sort of session, but there was a chance that another adopter or adopters would come forward. So we, as we were going through our process, and as it got closer and closer to the end, it looked very very positive that things were going to go sort of the right way for us. We then went to um, adoption approval panel. Now, when we were being prepped for that, we didn't go to the panel that was closest to us. And at the time, that's what they were doing. Instead, they suggested that we went to a panel further afield because it was the panel that would handle the matching panel little dude so they felt that it might offer some continuity and a sort of a positive message for everyone involved um, which we we quite like the idea of that actually um, so we were going ahead um, it was considered that we could have approval panel and matching panel in the same day um, and just sort of like have a little bit of time in between but as we was getting closer and closer the social worker said Do you know what actually i think you should be approved first i think that you should be approved and actually get excited about being approved as adopters because you might miss that moment you might miss that feeling and that experience and it's really important that you grasp that because it's exciting and again on reflection that makes really, really sound sense. And I'm really pleased that we did it that way. At the time, I was like, no, 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 we can handle it. <laughs> but no, I think it was needed. Um, and I'm really, really pleased that we had that because I think we had sort of, I'll say roughly two to four weeks in between the panels. So it gave us time to just digest that and actually feel really excited and really proud of ourselves for getting through that process. Um, when it came to the matching panel, um, we were going into the room and there was going to be roughly 
I think about 15 or 16 people in in the room, which sounds extreme. <laughs> um, and it, it sounds really daunting. Now, again, different boroughs will work in different ways, different agencies work in different ways. So again, you're going to have to find out what your agency does. But the number of panel members has actually, certainly in our area, it's actually reduced lately. Um, and I don't know if after everything's gone online, I don't know if it's reduced yet again. Um, but there's, of those 15 or 16 people that were in the room with us, not all of them were voting members. You have um, the panel advisor. They are there to ensure that the panel stays on course and they make sure that they keep up to date with any sort of um, legislation, any information. They, they just steady the course, basically. Um, so they're not a voting member, but they are there to observe and ensure that the questions are appropriate. Then you've got a minute taker. Again, not a voting member, but someone to make sure that the minutes are being taken. So as when the agency decision maker comes to make that decision, they can see exactly what was discussed within the session. So there's a number of people that might be in the room, but not all of them have got a say. Um, so it's important to know that. Um, for me, I'll be brutally honest, I was really, really excited about panel. Um, I, when it came to the assessment process, I felt that I was, I was do, doing everything fine. I, I wasn't concerned as such, but I, I, I knew that I could talk for England. Uh, I knew that I could just sort of talk and talk and talk. And sometimes I would talk so openly and so honestly that there was a chance that actually my words could get lost in translation. So dad had to sort of rein me in a few times and go, mm, no, I don't quite think that that's what you meant to say there. So he had to kind of help along the way. Um, so I always felt that going through the process, dad was incredible when it came to making sure that all appointments were done, that all sort of work had been done in advance. We were, they were never waiting on anything for us. Um, and he was incredible at that. When it came to panel, I got really excited because I was like, do you know what? This is my opportunity. This is my time to shine. This is my time to sit in a room and convince a, a group of people that this is the right decision. And my background and my history is within sales. So that for me, that was my comfort zone. And that was when I kind of felt like this is when I could really start to contribute. Um, and I got excited that instead of writing a report, I could actually bring those words to life and I could be the real life adopter sitting in front of you, telling you exactly why we are right for Little Dude. Um, so I was, I kind of saw it almost like a sales pitch. Um, now I will be, you know, I confess that actually when you look back at it, it wasn't really like a sales pitch. Um, 
because if you say like a sales pitch, it sounds really quite brutal. Panel is not a brutal environment. It is such a, our experience, our experience of approval panel and matching panel. The panel were such a warm, kind-hearted, you could see such a nice group of people that were genuinely excited that you were in the room with them. They were genuinely excited that there was somebody else coming forward to embark on this adventure. And they were just so pleased to be able to talk to you. And when you're going through a approval panel, it's hypothetical. Could this person look after a child? Yes. Yes, they could. Now, when you're going to matching panel, it's could this person look after this child? So when you have that panel, you then have other sort of people advising. So you've got the medical officer who I'm pretty confident is at your approval panel, but it was many years ago. So forgive me if I've got that one wrong. Um, but they are there to assess your medical needs, but also to discuss medical needs of the child or children and to sort of answer questions for the panel and ask questions for you. So if there's any sort of medical requirements to ask you to make sure that you've considered those things. But for us, I can't remember all of the questions that came up. I can't remember what was discussed. Again, it was such a long time ago, and again, it becomes a, a bit of a blur. But I remember the first question being, why little dude? And I remember both Dad and I just talking, and it was like we'd slept with hangers in our mouths because we couldn't stop smiling. Um, and we just talked about how... This little boy had just won our heart all those months before. And now our world needed to collide with his world. Um, and it felt so nice to be able to talk to a group of people about that. Um, something else that was really cool as well was when you're your approval panel you'll have your social workers so it will be if you're a couple it will be the three of you if you're a single adopter it will just be the two of you um and they're there they are, they are your support and if the panel asks you a question you get a little bit tongue-tied or you're a little stumble or anything like that they're ready for that and they're absolutely fine with that your social worker is there to back you up and go hey do you remember we actually talked about this and we addressed X, Y, and Z during our sessions? At which point you can go, ah, yes, I can pick up the thread and stop looking like a floundering fish. I know exactly what I'm talking about now. And they help you along. Um, when you go to matching panel, whilst you've got like 15 people facing you, you're actually walking in and you've got you and if, again, you're over half or on your own, your social worker, and the child social worker as well. In addition to that, we also had Little Dude's family finding social worker. So we walked in mob-handed. There was five five of us versus 15 of them. We was 
great odds. <laughs> but what's really lovely is the child social worker will be there and they would have had some sessions with you as well. And the panel asks them questions and say, you know, what's your thoughts and feelings about this match? And they get to talk about what they have seen and they get to address the child's needs and your sort of abilities and how they have seen that match. And that is really nice because actually you can sit back and listen to it and try to really listen because some of the things that they say are really nice. Um, one thing that has always stuck in my memory was our social worker was asked, you know, what's your thoughts about dad and daddy uh, going ahead to adopt little dude? And I remember looking at her and she said, from the moment our assessment started, these two had already seen little dude's profile. And I can't remember a time when I've worked with a couple that were so driven by an individual child. She said, every single conversation I've had with them has led back to little dude. And every single time we talk, they are asking about what else they can do to be the best dads. She said, I have literally zero concerns that they will bring the best possible approach to this child's life. And that really set me on a sort of a cloud high up in the sky. Because to hear from a professional that they've got that level of faith in you and to hear as well that all that you've been saying has been heard, all that you've been trying to demonstrate has been listened to, and they're able to articulate it in a way that a, a group of strangers will know and will understand just how much you care. There was another um, sort of really nice thing about our panel. Um, it's kind of bittersweet, actually. Um, so Little Dude, where he was waiting for as long as he was, his case was known in and around sort of social services and within those circles. And this panel were aware of the struggles and the challenges that Little Dude had faced so when there was two people in a room asking if they could take him home and love him the panel were so excited for little dude they were so pleased that little dude was getting his shot at happiness and they were so excited to hear why we were excited and what i would say is and as, as an adopter panels they're not there tripping you up they're not there to try and trick you they're not there to trap you what they're there to do is to support you get the best from you and encourage you to be the best that you can be they're looking for you to be upfront and honest own the things that you can't do and discuss it. 
Um, I don't remember any awkward or difficult conversations within our panels. Um, I do remember them talking about us being a same-sex couple and saying, hey, you know, how are you going to deal with this? How will you manage that? Um, have you thought about what might happen if your child is bullied because of having two dads? Real legitimate questions, um, and we were able to answer them. They are demonstrating that they've read your file, they know you, and they want to hear from you. Have the faith and confidence in being yourself and, and knowing that your social worker would not put you in that room and would not recommend you if they didn't have true confidence that this was A, the right decision for you to be approved, and then B, the right decision for you to be matched. It's not to say that panel is a given or is a tick box exercise or it's just red tape. That's not the case at all. But it is to say, trust the system, trust in the process, because it's all about getting the best from you and giving you the best experience. I know that a panel can be super duper nerve wracking for people. I get that and I understand it. And yeah, I, I was a lot more nervous at matching than I was at adopt, uh, approval because for me, the stakes were that much higher. Um, but with that in mind, it was still part of the process that I really enjoyed. And I got quite a kick out of being there and talking to these people and seeing seeing how these people lit up when we lit up <laughs> and seeing how they got excited by our excitement. Um, so my advice to people when it comes to panel has always and will always be the same. Be yourself and get excited. Be proud of yourself for getting to that point. Now, I have heard of cases. I've heard of cases where they have gone to panel. It's more um, approval panel. I've not heard as, as many cases that match. I've heard of cases where people, I think I mentioned this the other day, where people have gone to approval panel. They've got a, a unanimous yes, and then the agency decision maker has overturned that and said no. Here's the caveat here. I don't know all of the details as what happened next. What's the agency decision making saying, hey, do you know what? Actually, I've read through this and there's a big no-no here. Absolutely not. You're not ever allowed to adopt. Or was it the ADM was looking and going, hmm, do you know what? I think people have missed something here. I think this particular person has demonstrated that they are really struggling with loss. And I don't think that we have picked up on that as much and I think some therapy is needed. Now, if I'm being honest, I think what's happening at the moment is because everything is going virtual, I think social workers aren't getting as much of an opportunity to really, really get to the, the core and the essence of adopters during their assessment process. I think they're getting 70%. Whereas if they were actually out in physical person, they are really good at what they do and they know what they're doing and they have been on so many assessments that they're getting like 90 to 95% of you. And they're drawing that out. 
But I think online, it's very easy for people to kind of shy away or certain things to not be picked up. There's social cues that will be missed. So perhaps what's happening is, as these assessments are happening, the social workers are maybe not getting all of the details and all of the sort of bare bones of it from you. Then you're going to panel and panel and going, yeah, do you know what? Again, it's online. So, yeah, we're we're satisfied. And I think at that stage, the agency decision maker is then looking and going, do you know what? I need to. I need to scrutinise twice as hard as what I would normally. I need to really, really knuckle this down and make sure that I've got everything covered because the buck stops here. So I think that that's perhaps what's happening. I think that they're being overly cautious because they're being um, sort of unable to fully deliver on their assessments or perhaps there's a concern that they're not able to fully de- sort of deliver on their assessments. You know, if you think someone's starting their journey now, if someone in the last year had started their journey, they could have attended an online information event, online prep training, not necessarily attend any other training, then go through online assessments with a social worker with maybe, maybe, one face-to-face visit then they're going to an online panel and then they are being assessed by the agency decision maker that is an awful lot of distance from the adoption community that that adopter has gone through not through their choice and that is no one is to blame there that is circumstantial and i'm so thrilled that the adoption community has been able to continue the way it has But like I say, that's a long old journey for someone to go on without really ever meeting other adopters or other social workers. Whereas prior to that, you would have gone to an information event whereby you would have met other adopters, you would have spoke to social workers, other people would have been picking up on things. Then when you go to your training, you're going to be in the room with other people you're going to be in the room with other social workers that are delivering training they're going to start picking up on things and they're going to start talking about you behind your back (laughs) they're going to raise some concerns and go oh do you know what when they was doing this you know just be aware that i noticed in this training that that particular individual seemed a bit quiet might be their character might be that they weren't comfortable might be that they're not ready for this just be aware then you go into your three-day prep training and again you're interacting with different adopters and you're interacting with different social workers who again can start to build that profile of who you are. They are then having that conversation with your assessing social worker who has built up this knowledge without even meeting you. And then they have six to eight visits to meet you and sit down with you for two, three, four hours at a time and really get to know you. So I have sympathy for adopters that have gone through it in the last year because I think it must have been a really turbulent, crazy, weird time. But I also sympathise with social workers because I think the pressure is on for them to make the right decisions. But I think that they're worried that they've not had the opportunity to do their job in full. So I think it's been a balance. Like I said, I'm not saying this as you are worried about 
um, panel. I genuinely believe that those cases that I've heard where things didn't go quite right, I genuinely believe that there's more to the story that hasn't been shared and that actually, if we delve deeper, it had a happy ending um, in one way or another. Um, but be yourself, be upfront, be honest. If you've got concerns, raise it. If you're feeling nervous about panel, talk to your social worker and tell them. You are not alone. <laughs> you are not the only person who has felt nervous or uncomfortable about that panel. But you're there for a reason. Believe in yourself and believe that these people that you're meeting, be it in person or virtually, they want you to be successful. It's the nicest job interview in the world because you are going into it and this person has read your CV, they know your CV inside now, and they are so excited to meet you. They've already decided that you're the right candidate for the right for the job. They just need to ask these questions to double check and just pull that out of you to have you tell them again just how great you are. So believe in yourself, believe in the process, have fun with it, enjoy it. That's my advice. Um, take it or leave it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's from me. So Sandra, I hope you have enjoyed your walk. Uh, I also hope that that covered covered your questions. But of course, if it didn't, you know where to find me, and let me know. Say hey, <laughs> I need this information. Tell me that, and I, I'm there for you. Um, anyone else who's interested in getting in touch um, and would like some questions answered again easiest place to find us on the socials um, Facebook and Instagram adoption.adventures Twitter adoptionadvent1 or drop me an email adoptionadventures123 at gmail.com um, I've been liaising with a student social worker who is potentially going to come on and talk to us and we're going to have a, a little discussion about something which I'm really excited about. Uh, my fingers are crossed. Um, I also, I'm going to wait until next week, but I've got some other exciting news as well um, that I will share with you, but I need to get the person's approval to share it first. <laughs> so, so I'll let you know uh, next week on that. Um, but... Thank you ever so much, as always, for listening and for your support. You are amazing, um, and I couldn't do this without you. I'm part of a, a group, um, an adoption, adoption sort of support group on, um, on Facebook. It's, it's called, what is it, Adopters, Adopters Support. Um, what's it called? So it's adoption, Adopters Support and Advice UK is the group. Um, and I've been part of that group for a while and just sort of offering guidance or actually asking for some help as well. Um, and the other day, someone actually posted and asked about if there was any podcasts to listen to. I didn't respond um, because, you know, that would be a little bit too big headed of me. Um, but I was so so excited 
because as I was looking through the comments, there was like four or six people that were saying, hey, have a listen to Adoption Adventures. It's great. And I was really touched. I was really excited. I was sort of showing dad every single time a new message came out. I was like, look, people actually like it. <laughs> um, so those of you that said that, thank you very much. Um, it's really, really kind. Those of you that saw the post and didn't recommend me, how dare you? What were you thinking? <laughs> um, but yeah, wishing you all the best. Have a lovely, lovely week. Um, and I will touch base with you again next week. See you later. Bye.